0: Voice of St. Louis original podcast. We've got some late-breaking news that affects a lot of St. Louisans to get to in the St. Louis All-Local from KMOX. Today is Tuesday, September 26th. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. KMOX is covering breaking news. Major jobs news. Clayton-based health insurance giant Centene is planning layoffs of about 2,000 workers. That's 3% of its workforce. Reporter for the trade publication Health Payer Specialist, Gail Scott.
1: Centene plans to lay off 2,000 employees starting October 2nd through October 5th. And the way we learned it was that uh, a confidential source there sent us some human resource training documents um, that told the uh, human resource managers how to deliver the bad news in the best way possible.
0: Centene is facing difficulty from a redetermination of Medicaid benefits. Sentine's headquarters is located in Clayton. Mayor Michelle Harris says while she has not spoken with Sentine since this news broke today, she is not sure there'll be a big economic impact.
1: Well, I think their executive team and some folks related to that, maybe HR, they're all here in Clayton. And I, I don't know how many people that is, but um, it's it's a you know a small fraction of what they're planning to lay
0: off. A little more than a year ago, Centene scrapped plans to build a multi-use development in Clayton featuring an auditorium, a hotel, and apartments. The project was terminated with only an office building and a parking garage getting built. The long-awaited demolition of the Jamestown Mall began today. Kevin O'Malley of the St. Louis Port Authority says the wait for this moment predates his arrival at the Port Authority.
1: Mostly before I was uh, appointed to the Port Authority, and certainly before I was uh, elected chair of the Port Authority. The
0: demolition expected to be completed by the summer of 2024. The celebration of the Jamestown Mall demolition was not without political drama. The only expected dust-up was supposed to be between the exterior walls of the mall and the demolition excavator. Instead, St. Louis County Councilwoman Shalonda Webb took the stage and accused State Senator Angela Walton Mosley of fighting against efforts to secure state funding for the demolition. Webb said she wasn't planning on making these accusations when the day began until she saw... That Walton Mosley was set to be one of the event speakers.
1: Until at the last hour I was notified that Senator Mosley was going to speak on the behalf of our community. And then I could no longer be silent.
0: Even St. Louis County Executive Sam Page wasn't safe from Webb's ire.
1: But I want this celebration to be founded on truth. So you can videotape me, you can put me on social media, but I got the receipts to know what I have done. Dr. Page, I hope you're glad that I didn't wait, as you suggested, because we wouldn't have this day to
0: date. Walton Mosley called the accusations ridiculous when she took the stage after Webb. Sean Malone, KMOX News. Bills to regulate short-term rentals in the city of St. Louis up for debate in committee today. The proposals would create a permit process and change zoning codes. Alderman Michael Browning says he's ready to move forward. From what we're hearing from constituents, this is a very important issue. It touches on public safety. It touches on affordable housing. It touches on quality of life. It's very important that we get this right. After three hours, the committee decided to push the bills off a week to hear from more of the public. Missouri Secretary of State says he's appealing a judge's ruling, tossing out his proposed ballot language on an abortion issue. KMOX News asked Republican Jay Ashcroft if his appeal is an intentional delay. Our office has at all times uh, followed the law with the dates and the timelines. And frankly, we've been waiting on the court in all of these. A Cole County judge has ruled Ashcroft's descriptions were biased. The series of initiative petitions vary slightly, but essentially ask voters to establish a right for Missourians to make reproductive health decisions. In his language, Ashcroft described the initiatives as dangerous, saying that the proposed amendment would allow unregulated abortions. The appeal likely delays supporters' efforts to gather signatures to put the question on the ballot in 2024. We're getting to a point where it's becoming a crisis. That's Kevin Schott, the Illinois Firefighters Association Legislative Chair. He says a shortage of volunteer firefighters needs to be addressed.
1: Schott says the problem is everywhere. In Illinois, a bill was just passed that would give volunteer firefighters a $500 state tax credit.
0: Well, we do everything that we can. We look at uh, any, any way that we can to incentivize uh, individuals to, uh, to join their fire department. Um, and nothing's off the table.
1: According to FEMA, more than 85% of Illinois fire departments rely on volunteers in some way, while about two-thirds of the state's 1,100 departments rely on them entirely. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News.
0: The KMOX business desk, Starbucks broke labor laws at five stores in the St. Louis area, an administrative law judge with the National Labor Relations Board found. In one case, the judge said Starbucks wrongfully fired employee Bradley Rolfe because he wore a pro-union t-shirt to work. Ever since workers in St. Louis Starbucks' is- began publicly saying, hey, we want to say in what our workplace looks like. Starbucks has responded swiftly and harshly in unlawful ways, The judge ordered Starbucks to reinstate Rolf and give him back pay pending appeal and also to stop behavior like threatening employees' raises and benefits when they're connected with union activity. KMOX has just received a response from Starbucks which says, quote, we disagree with the administrative law judge's recommendations. The record demonstrates that actions taken in our St. Louis area stores were in alignment with long established company policies and were not in retaliation for any partners participation in or support of union activities. As the news continues on KMOX, major layoffs coming to Clayton-based Centene Corporation, one of the nation's largest health insurers. 2,000 workers, or about 3% of the total workforce, is going to be affected by this. The news first reported by the trade publication Health Payer Specialist. Reporter Gail Scott is with us. And Gail, what have you learned?
1: Okay, well, what we have learned is that uh, Centene plans to lay off 2,000 employees starting October 2nd through October 5th and the way we learned it was that uh, a confidential source there sent us some human resource training documents um, that told the uh, human resource managers how to deliver the bad news in the best way possible
0: yeah so what's the script uh, i suppose that uh, you've obtained that those hr folks are going to be uh, using
1: well they're starting out by saying that uh, they have to uh, inform the employee that they've been terminated And it's due to the uh, company's value creation plan, which is an attempt to get expenses down. And it says, kind of unfortunately, that well, you're not gonna be part of the value creation. I guess that's how you could interpret it. And they have, uh, you know, it's not entirely a a unique situation. There are other major health insurers that have had big layoffs too. Um, Part of it goes back to the Medicaid, Medicaid redetermination process which has been written about a lot, it uh, means that a lot of these health insurers lost um, Medicaid members because they provide contracts to various states to cover people on Medicaid through managed care. And when the public health emergency wound down and states no longer had to keep people on Medicaid, um, that meant that uh, a lot of people dropped off the rolls, and a lot of those were people insured by payers like Centene.
0: And so Centene is really, uh, unlike a lot of other uh, companies in this space, they're pretty much reliant on uh, government contracts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They are the fourth largest provider of Medicaid in the country. Um, They're getting into Medicare a little bit more, and they've gotten into uh, just regular individual coverage, but Medicaid is their bread and butter, has been for a long time.
0: Now, Sarah London had already been focused on on costs and efficiencies. We saw this with the uh, announcement about office, uh, return to the office, or lack thereof, uh, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is this something that uh, that would have been coming regardless, or was this really triggered by um, the drop-off of the Medicaid rolls?
1: Well, it's a couple of things. It's the drop-off in the Medicaid rolls and also... To the extent that they are in the Medicare business, um, they they lost some income there because their Medicare Advantage plans haven't been rated as highly as, as many of their competitors. In fact, uh, when it comes to a system called um, uh, Medicare STARS, the Centers for Medi- Medicare and Medicaid Services evaluate plans every year, and it's like a, a five-star system, and uh, Centene, unfortunately, ranked very lowly in that, and that hurts them both directly because they get less money from Medicare and also, you know, they lose uh, kind of an advantage uh, that you would have by being able to advertise that you're a four-star or five-star plan.
0: Yeah, so what does the company plan to do uh, from here uh, to get back to growth? Uh, Is it... perhaps more marketing, so that when people uh, pull up the marketplace, uh, they make the choice for a Centene plan, Uh, going after more of these contracts. You mentioned uh, that Medicaid-Medicare split. Um, What's Centene looking at to grow from here?
1: Well, one thing they are focusing on is improving their star ratings. It's not exactly clear how they are doing that, but they they talk about that when they have investor conferences. Um, Yeah, they also, I'm sure, will be ramping up their marketing and uh, just trying to win more contracts state by state. Beyond that, I'm not sure what they're doing. I guess they, they have uh, divested themselves of um, some things like uh, they sold off their business in, in the United Kingdom and uh, in Spain. And I think you probably covered this a couple of years ago. They they sold off their, is it the Biltmore down there that nobody really knew they owned, but they they've gotten rid of some assets. Um, not clear to me whether they've got more assets to divest, but that's something companies
0: normally do. What are the details on, you know, when these layoff notices are going to go out, the conversations are going to be had, what the last day for these employees sure. might be, that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, okay. So as I mentioned, they're having these meetings October 2nd through October 5th. People will be told that uh, they're no longer going to be employed as of December 8th. And uh, interestingly enough, too, their health benefits will expire on uh, December 31st.
0: And do you have any information about uh, where these employees are based? And I know a lot of employees are based at home at this point. No, we've been trying to
1: find out about warrant notices, you know, the uh, Department of Labor notices you're required to post. But uh, they haven't responded to questions, and I haven't been able to find any. So we don't know exactly where they're going to be other than it'll be nationally.
0: Well, thank you very much for the help, Gail. You're quite welcome. I'm Michael Calhoun. Thank you for joining us for the St. Louis All Local, produced by the KMOX News Team.